Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week. And this week we're dropping Marketing Truth Bombs Part 2. Unless you're famous, they ain't just gonna come to you. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey, I hope you guys like my terrible French accent there in the, in the beginning. I do actually speak uh, a small amount of French. It's not I used to speak it much more fluently back when I was a kid and in school, and I took partial French immersion, but... Anyway, uh, one of the things of living in Canada is that you do learn the second language here, French. You learn it at some level, um, but not everybody is fluent. In case in case any of my international listeners out there are hearing this and going, oh, Candace speaks French. No, Candace speaks, Candace used to speak really good French. Candace does not speak much French now, although I do understand quite a bit of it. Um, so I might be like sitting in the room with somebody speaking French to somebody else and I'll understand most of what they're saying, unless there's a lot of slang that I'm not familiar with or like technical terms or something. But anyway, before we get too far off on that tangent all about languages, um, let's talk about marketing. And, you know, this is episode number two about marketing. Uh, in last week's episode, we just talked about some of the basics about marketing, the things that people tend to assume about marketing that aren't actually true, which is the the biggest part is that we all kind of get it into our heads that marketing is just kind of like spewing out ads and posts and whatnot, and not actually a two-way conversation with somebody. And that's really what effective marketing is all about. If you're not getting that response from people, if people aren't seeing what you're putting out there, if people aren't absorbing what you're putting out there, then like you're not really doing marketing. You're just kind of like, I don't know, throwing a dart at a target and hoping with your eyes closed and like spin around three times and like hoping it sticks because it's just not effective and it's just not useful. So let's go on and talk about more marketing truths, which this week I'm going to talk about the idea that people aren't going to come to you, you have to go to them. So in this world where digital marketing, and let me pause for a second and talk about what digital marketing is. Digital marketing is your online presence, basically, as a business or practitioner, Stuff like your website, your social media, online ads you might place with like say Google AdWords, uh, sites you might participate in professionally, like say you've got an account on Reddit and you go and answer questions people have about fitness or about health or whatever, or you might be on Quora or you might be on LinkedIn. All that stuff is your, your online, your digital presence and part of your digital marketing plan. As long as you're not doing it like with a personal account. In other words, if you're on Reddit with a personal account and you're like shooting the you know what, you know, with the beauty community, but you have nothing to do with the beauty community, you're just doing it because it's like something you do in your spare time or your free time. That's not the same thing as digital marketing, okay? I'm talking about when you're using it in a professional sense. You're going on, you're answering people's questions they might have about massage therapy or fitness or whatever it is you do, nutrition, etc., right? That's that's what I mean. Is the stuff you're doing professionally online. Okay. So yeah, in that world, in this online digital landscape that we have now in 2019, we tend to get into this habit of just putting up content 
and hoping that somehow, some way, people are going to stumble upon it. And I think part of the reason this happens is because we don't really understand the thing that I just reminded you about, and that is that marketing is a two-way conversation, right? There needs to be a response from the other people, from the, the clients, the customers, etc. It's not just about you spewing out ads and hoping people will find you. But, and this might sound a little harsh to some people, but part of the problem isn't just that. It's that because in a world of computer screens and phones and all that shiz that we kind of get and, you know, obsessed with, we get lazy. Now, let me be really clear here because, you know, I don't want you to think that I'm calling you all lazy because I, if you are putting in hours and hours of work into your, you know, into your Facebook feed or into Instagram or into your website or blog posts or whatever, don't think I'm saying that you're lazy for doing that. I, I'm not at all. If you are doing hard work, then you're doing hard work. And, you know, that's really awesome. But the question you need to ask yourself is, is that hard work actually getting you the results you were hoping for? And if it is, that's awesome. You're obviously doing something right. Congratulations. Um, keep going. That's awesome. I, I hope that you keep finding new clients and people keep finding you and loving your work. And, you know, hey, that that's awesome. But if you answered no, or if you answered, well, sorta to that question, like you're sorta getting the results you wanted, then let's talk about that. So the reason why I say we've gotten a little lazy, and you know, I am talking about that in general terms as a society, I'm not pointing the fingers at any individual, but as a society, we've gotten a little lazy. And that's because all this technology has gotten pretty easy to use. And we kind of just want to toss things up there and hope they stick, like post a cute photo on your Instagram page and hope that somebody sees it. We don't do the research into what people actually want or where they hang out, quote unquote, online, and what they might actually be interested in seeing. We don't take the time to think about when to post content for people. We just do it when it suits us. So we don't think about the fact that like our primary target are people in our same time zone, but during the workday, they might be busy with their work. So maybe you want to post in the morning or the evening or lunchtime. Like when are your when are the people that you want actually available and like usually looking at social media or looking at websites, right? Or we spend hours and hours and hours and hours and people get obsessed with this, trying to figure out how to hack the algorithm or how to get on the first page of Google with your SEO. And we get like so worried about that that we actually forget to think about what our ideal clients actually want to see from us. We're too worried about making the computers happy and not worried enough about making the people who we'd like to become clients happy. And yet, you know, we expect whatever it is we're doing to work. This is the thing. Like we do, we do all these things. We don't do the research. We don't think about what people actually want to see. We get more worried about hacking the algorithm than we do about the people on the other end of the, you know, who you're trying to target with these posts and, you know, offerings and websites and all that stuff. We don't do the work to actually get it to them. And we expect it to work somehow. So let me put this into perspective for a moment, because some of you might be quite a bit younger than I am, and you don't remember a time before, you know, digital marketing as a thing, before like Facebook was a thing, before Instagram was a thing, right? Or you you kind of barely remember it, but you were really young. Because I'm, I'm in my 40s here, guys. 
So say it's 20 years ago, okay? 20 years ago, I was in university. The internet is still super young and a lot of businesses don't even have a major online presence. That was 100% true at that time. Like these days, people just to, to kind of throw you way back, these days people expect to be able to book online, maybe book by text message, that kind of thing. Like that's the mental expectation that people have. I've actually had people tell me that like they didn't like their um, practitioner's office. I'm glossing over details here. I don't want to give away who this might have been or whatever, but I've actually had somebody say that they didn't want to return to somebody's office because they couldn't use modern methods of booking. They had to call for appointments. They couldn't text message. They couldn't use online booking. They couldn't email. And that pissed them off. And they were like, it's 2019. This is not okay with me. And while I agree with that to a certain extent, on the other hand, 20 years ago, that was normal. (laughs) 20 years ago, even though like some people did have cell phones 20 years ago, you know, it was less common, but people had them, even though email was 100% a thing, you know, I would send emails to my professors, the faculty, whatever, to try and get information. And they would like be like, why didn't you call me? Or why didn't you come into the office? We don't do this by email. And like today, if you did that for most businesses, you would you get backlash, right? So now that you got the idea of what it was like 20 years ago, social media wasn't a thing. Websites were in their infancy for the most part. I mean, think about like the cheesy, like, what was it called? Like GeoCities or Angel Fire websites that were made back then. Okay, so how do you attract clients then in this world of no digital marketing or very little? Do you just print up some flyers and post them around your own house and call it a day? Wait, what? Does that make sense? Do you hand out business cards at a nightclub you happen to be at with friends? Huh? Like, why would you do that? Do you start calling random phone numbers and hoping the person at the other end is willing to listen to your pitch? Well, none of those things make sense. Like, you could do them, but are they going to be effective? Probably not. So why is it we think we can go on social media and do basically the same thing? Do no thought whatsoever as to where the people we want to target are actually quote unquote hanging out online or what they want to see or what hashtags they're searching for, etc. We do no thought whatsoever into that. We just start posting random stuff as if you were like posting flyers, akin to posting flyers around your own house, expecting someone to see them or akin to like rudely kind of stepping into somebody's like like rudely calling them and nobody likes cold calls almost nobody likes I shouldn't say nobody almost nobody likes cold calls right so how is it any different on social media you know how is it any different it's not different the psychology is the same guys it's just a different environment it's just digital as opposed to in person because what's the missing element well it's actually connecting with people that's what it is People want to feel connected. People want to find good practitioners for, you know, dentists and massage therapists and physiotherapists and nutritionists. And, you know, they want to they want to feel fit or they want to feel healthy or whatever it is. You know, if you teach meditation, maybe they're looking for a way to help them calm, calm themselves or sleep better. Or maybe they're looking for something spiritual, whatever it is. You know, people want to find services such as yours. But you have to actually connect with them in order to actually bridge that gap between 
them you being an unknown to them and you actually being someone who they're going to you know call or email or text message to get an appointment so how does that work well yeah if you're a fitness trainer like in so this is a real world example if you're a fitness tra- trainer and you really like working with new moms to help them feel you know better in their postpartum bodies because for a lot of women they have a they struggle postpartum right whether it's they've gained weight and they're not feeling so good about it or just you know weight is distributed differently because you know after you have a baby that's what happens you know there's all kinds of reasons I'm not going to get into that here that's not the point but the point is well if you're a fitness trainer and you want to work with that group you need to go to where they are so say if it you know in the real world that would be like local cafes moms groups places that teach any kind of mommy and me classes even the grocery store can work sometimes if they have a community board or like they do like little events and stuff, right? Because sometimes the trip to the grocery store is like the new mom's best part of the day because it's like the one time of the day they can actually get out of the house. It depends on, you know, it obviously depends on the new mom. I'm not going to, or the new dad. Shouldn't shouldn't say it's just moms, it's dads too. So yeah, you know, there's there's one example. Or like if you're a physio who specializes with working with athletes, you know, are you going to go to the mommy groups? Well, maybe there's probably some overlap between, you know, new moms and athletes. But realistically, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It would make more sense for you to target where athletes hang out, such as, you know, athletic clothing stores, running stores, uh, coaches who coach like running or all kinds of different things. So I personally, you know, talk to personal trainers and have them refer to you and, you know, refer back. Gyms, those kinds of places, right? So you guys see what I mean? You have to go where they're going. You don't have to, you you shouldn't be just doing something and hope that it sticks. Because that's not going to work. And it's not different online. It's really not. We think it is. Like we think that we're fighting an algorithm or whatever. But it's not so much that. In a world where we're bombarded by ads and pop-ups and flashy websites and like all kinds of crap all over the place all the time. I mean, have you gone to a news site recently? If you have a if you have an ad blocker, they'll have like this big thing on the screen screaming at you that if you don't turn off your ad blocker, then like you can't read the article. And then when you do, do turn off the ad blocker, usually there's like three pop-ups and multiple ads splashed across the screen. You can't even read the thing that you wanted to read. You know, so this is a world of distractions. And so you need to think how to get that Instagram post you want, you know, people to see to them and not have it lost in the din or your website to them. If you do nothing to promote your website to the people who you want to see it, it's just going to sit there. But instead of going physically to where people are, you know, like in my examples, you're just going to have to go digitally. So figure out what websites they frequent and go there, what Facebook groups they frequent and go there. If you want to keep your social media to a minimum, well, okay, that's totally fine. I know some people really don't like to you go heavy on the social media. But if the group you're targeting uses social media, just figure out which one platform they seem to use the most and stick with that. That way you don't need to worry about Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest and LinkedIn and whatever. You can just look at the one. And Obviously, you should be thinking about what hashtags they tend to follow and search for, not the hashtags you tend to follow and search for. Think about what ones they are looking at. And also, go find them 
and comment on their own posts. You know, that's this is more for Instagram. Maybe it can be a little bit for Facebook if they do, if they tend to post a lot of stuff publicly. And, you know, as long as you're not coming across as this kind of salesy jerk who's just like jumping in randomly, as long as you're being friendly and like, you know, just saying like, oh, hey, congratulations on the new baby or hey, that's cool. You know, I'm you did so well in that race this weekend or whatever, just friendly stuff. Getting to know people online is basically what I'm telling you here. If you do that, you're going to forge relationships with people. Then they're going to think of you when they need your services. It's exactly the same as it was 20 years ago, only you're doing it online instead of offline. That's really the def- the only huge difference. Because like I said before, the mental stuff, the psychology behind it, people wanting connection and people also wanting to know about services like yours, it's the same. It's just you need to do it in a digital environment instead of a an in-person environment. Now, let me address that algorithm thing for a second, because I'm sure some of you heard me say that and went, doesn't the algorithm have a negative impact on us getting our social media posts seen? Like, Candace, that is a real thing. People are complaining about the algorithm all the time. How am I supposed to work with that damn thing? And I'm not going to deny it's a problem. It is a problem. No question. Lots of creators are finding they're getting way less engagement these days, you know? Um, So if you're finding that on social media, it isn't just you. However, this is my caveat for you. I think sometimes we use the algorithm or like Facebook making changes or whatever as an excuse. We go, oh, you know, screw this. It's just the damn algorithm and we give up or we we just keep we don't do the work that I was mentioning before, figuring out where the people you want to target actually hang out. We don't do that work. And we, you know, we figure we're excused because the algorithm is going to make it so they don't see it anyway. But the most important thing you can do is going out and finding those people rather than expecting them to come to you. And this isn't that affected by the changes on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, right? If you keep showing up and commenting and liking and interacting with people, regardless of the algorithm, they will reciprocate and they might even end up becoming your client. So yes, the algorithm is a pain in the butt, but damn it, you know, just screw it. You have to put in the work to make sure you're spending time on their page profile, etc. Getting to know them in a friendly way, you know, that doesn't feel like pushy or salesy. Rather than just hoping they're going to see your stuff and, and then swearing at the algorithm when they don't. Okay, that's the big difference here. So yeah, that's it for this topic in terms of, you know, unless you're famous, they ain't gonna find you. It's true, you know, I mean, Someone like, say, Serena Williams or Beyonce, or I'm trying to think of someone else who's got like a PewDiePie. Uh, I'm trying to think like other industries or like James Charles, sure, beauty, beauty, beauty guru, uh, lots of drama around him. But he's got all those people that I just named have like millions of followers on their social media platforms. So it probably doesn't matter what they post. People are going to see it. People are going to react to it. People are going to interact with it. And people are going to buy what they're selling. But that's because they're famous. So if you're famous and you're listening to this podcast episode, probably this most of this doesn't apply to you because you're famous. It doesn't matter what you post. Probably you also have a team to help you with all these things and you don't need my advice. But if you're not famous, just think about everything I just said. 
Because the only way to get people to actually pay attention to what you want them to see is to do it in a way that they will actually see it and absorb it and want to interact with it. And often that means going to them. Usually it does. It means going directly to them, not in a, not in a skeezy way, not like sliding into the DMs with weird comments, which I see a lot of that on Instagram or other platforms I see it on Facebook too. And it doesn't mean like, you know, every time you comment to somebody going, check out my website here, you know, nobody likes someone who's a walking billboard. But if you actually do the work to like get to know people and make connect like genuine connections with people, that's where the magic really happens in terms of marketing and especially online marketing. So I will be back next week with another episode on this topic. I haven't decided yet. I said this last week too, but I haven't decided yet which episode I'm going to record. So I'm not even going to tell you. We're just going to go with it, but I'll be back next week and I hope you guys have a great week and yeah, enjoy the summer if you are in Toronto or anywhere that it's summer right now. Take care. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts. The times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews, all of that. I really love it. I read all of it. I do really appreciate you guys. Um, By the way, if you would like to leave me a formal review, of course, I would really appreciate that. Head on over to iTunes, find my podcast, so Life Beyond the Massage Table, click on ratings and reviews, and then just give me a rating and a review. Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now, before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff, find me on Instagram. Um, Happy Little Biz is my username. Or, of course, you can head over to my website, happylittlebiz.com, and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.